The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up? Welcome in. This is In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Who is in this league? It's me. It's that guy over there. It's not you. It's just us. It's been us for six years. My God, when will we open it up, Bogman? Wait, who do you think the who like the first draft pick in the inaugural In This League company draft where we actually bring on a third person? Who do you think that could be? Well, right now it's Casey Bubba. It is Casey Bubba. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Anybody else? <laughs> what a transition! Because Casey Bubba is on the show for the third hour today, uh, filling in for me, joining with Bogman. Yeah, I mean, I guess the front runners would be Joe Pizzapia would probably be the odds-on favorite, though right. we'd have to pry him away from his twelve thousand gigs. Uh, and he likes money, so that pro- actually, you know what? He's immediate, immediately eliminated. He <laughs> likes money, so he can't have money. Casey Bubba probably likes money, but he likes us, I think, more than money, so he's at the top of the list. And uh, it's probably Casey Bubba. That's about it. Right. That's about it. We can't have our boy Nate. Nate was camping every single week, and he can't come out and do any in this league stuff. Who else is there? Nobody else likes us. We're so hated. Why does everyone hate us? <laughs> No one hates us. I you, think everybody hates you, us. You, no, yeah, I know you think that, but uh, I, would you, if you were um, in charge, would you rely on your thought process Ooh. to uh, <laughs> to sift through people? I don't think you would. Um, to, well, I think no. I think I have. A, he showed up two minutes late. He clearly <laughs> hates me and wants to murder me. No, out. Did you hear? By the way, I I haven't heard any reaction about this. I just have to say this. So uh, the Friday edition of CBS Fantasy Baseball today, and this is just my brain seeped through. I've I've been doing the show with Scott White. Uh, very honored to be doing the show for the last month with them. And it, you know, it's it's a different listening audi- audience. Audience, like I have to be a little bit more careful. You know how I am, little uh, yeah. loose, loose-lipped Welsh over here. I can say weird things, and I can get off on tangents. I have to avoid tangents. I got to keep it, you know, pretty straight-lined. All those type of things. But you know me, like over time, things are going to start to come out. So we're talking. I don't remember what we're talking about. It's the end of the Friday show. And um, and Scott says something along the lines of like, um, you know, brushing your teeth. It, it has to do with like some thing you do all the time. And he's like, oh, you know, you brush your teeth and, you know, you go you start up and then you go down or whatever. And then I randomly go, where do you start with brushing your teeth? And he goes mm, and I go, the bottom's the only answer. And I said, 
if you start brushing the top of your teeth, I'm pretty sure you're a serial killer. <laughs> I realized I was like, I wonder how the CBS audience is going to take that. I didn't hear anybody hate on me, but I also didn't hear any come in. But do you not agree that if you get your toothbrush and you start at the top, you're a serial killer? Uh, no, I think I usually start at the, at the top. So. I, I, I mean... <laughs> You, you stand proven. by what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> Point proven, yeah. Because uh, I'm a serial killer. Uh, to be honest. I mean, if you I were to pass away, we have a rule and we have an understanding that I would come to your house to dispose of things. I'm not saying right. you're a serial killer. I'm just saying you live it alone with Well, it's not a cats. box of teeth. It's a bunch <laughs> of stuff I don't want my mom to see. So, yeah, take my computer, throw it away. I hope there's Every, not a box Pretty much of everything teeth. else can stay. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, there's not a box of teeth in there or anything. No, with a toothbrush no point, with a toothbrush no pointed lamps. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a brush just follow the, the toothbrushes in my apartment, and you'll find the box of skin. I don't know. You just made me right think of there. you. Made me think of that if like I was the judge and I had to be out there judging people. To your point. I have oddities where like I might in an interview be like, so what, what's, um, you know, what's a great characteristic about you? Uh, what, what do you see yourself in five years? Do you brush your teeth at the top or the yeah. bottom? Like, <laughs> you'd have you brush all, your teeth, you psycho. You'd have all the great answers and he'd be like, oh yeah, I start at the back left and I would have done interview Bogman's like, that guy was great. And I'm like, he's a serial killer. Get him out of serial here. Call killer. the cops. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a Call good judge of him. character. His house. And I also think I'm a good I mean, I do project on people, though, but usually my projections are relatively spot on. But to your point, I will pick out absolutely asinine things. So the process, maybe that's why it's only been you and me for six years. So, Well, you're the guy that like, you know, uh, 700 people rain a compliment on you. Yeah. One person says something bad and the bad thing is the thing that sticks. Oh, absolutely. It just festers. It sits in. Though I would say. I've, I don't think I've ever called someone a cracker and I don't think I've laughed in their face about, um, I guess I've never been fined either, but I've Have you never ever threatened someone, you know, <laughs> cause I know the answer to this. <laughs> oh, you know, I was about to say, no, I don't think so. Completely yeah, wrong. You kind of have. I so. definitely have like, I'm, I'm for the most, I'm, you know, big guy, big mouth, uh, snarky. You and I are both snarky. You, people could see how people might come back at us and stuff like that. Not too many people just because of my size and stuff like that. So I was thinking like, I've had a couple moments where I was just like, you want to do something? Go like that type of thing. So I was going to say no, but no, I know exactly the moment you're talking about. You're talking about the Bacardi yeah. hate, shed yeah, yeah. Hate, head I mean, shaved. Like 19 year old. Yeah. Welsh. Yeah. 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 That was, that so. was insane. Okay. So that, okay. But that was 19 years old. Antonio Brown's acting like he's 12 years old right now. Well, yeah. Antonio Brown has issues. I mean, clearly, uh, but he did give the nice uh, tearful apology. So here's what happened. Though. Let's let's set the, all the stuff. Yeah. So. Let's set the stage real quick. As everybody most likely knows, you know that he, I don't know if everyone's read all the stuff. This is what's important, but, um, oh boy, I gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna read this in a second. <laughs> Josh, clean this up. No, well, no, Josh Gordon just posted something and, uh, I think it was just a, it's a letter. I got worried there for a minute. I'll read this in a second. But Antonio Brown, you know, famously now was suspended, might void the contract. We get the details that him and Mayotte got into it. He threatened to punch Mayock in the face, 
called him a cracker, and then punted a ball and said, find me for that. Then he was gone. Mayock, uh, we talked about it on the ITL Fantasy Football Podcast, made a statement, said blah, 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 blah. A couple other interesting things. It was very little, by the way. The blah, blah, blah literally was like, yeah, he's not here. We don't know. We'll tell you when we know more. There was some other stuff. I don't know if you saw, like, Michael Thomas with the Saints came out and slammed Mayock. Was kind of calling him, uh, a, like, everyone was. Slam Mayock? Yeah, dude. You'll go and go and look. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because, like, a lot of people, all the analysts, um, who was, like, Shannon Sharp was out calling, uh, what's his fate, calling uh, Antonio Brown a clown. In the most hilarious one of all, OJ did a video of, like, uh, hey, hey there, hey there, Twitter world. Uh, hey there, I, I Twitter drafted, world. I drafted Andrew Luck, and he retired. Antonio Brown, I drafted you. What's the deal? You crazy, Antonio Brown? LOL, LOL. <laughs> Michael Thomas tweets, I wouldn't take Mike Mayock too serious either for the simple fact that he had the nerves, nerves to rank five guys higher than me coming out of the draft, and we all know how that worked out. Who dat, though? Hashtag, let's call a spade a spade. So he essentially called Mike Mayock a clown going for his uh, okay. guy. Yeah, which, yeah, whatever. Michael Thomas, thank uh, you. Th- there's a difference between being an a-hole and making a mistake. You know, th- there's, uh, you know, there Unless were five guys better than Michael Thomas. So, you know. Michael Thomas probably brushes teeth at the top. That's why Mayock Probably. What a psycho. I, I'm the Mike Mayock of, uh, of podcasting. I'm like, oh, what'd you do? What'd you do? You, you like that tweet? <laughs> you brush your teeth at the top? You go to the bathroom in a public toilet when someone else is in there? No, 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 sir. That's not going to work. <laughs> so all of that aside, Antonio Brown, fire fest. And then as you were saying, we get word on Friday that, or maybe it was late Thursday, that Antonio Brown, after unfollowing, by the way, he unfollowed the Raiders. He unfollowed Derek, Derek Carr, Carr, which I just uh, want to point out. He acts like a eight-year-old in how he, my son, who is seven years old, is more mature than Antonio Brown. I mean, he doesn't have an Instagram account. His whole life is social media, though. So it's not that surprising that he does that stuff. But he's doing, so. like, the little girl. Th- he's, like, sitting there, and he's just like, yeah, these guys are stupid. I'm going to unfollow. I can't see their post. I'm going to unfollow. Do what the rest of us do, Antonio Brown. Mute them. Just mute them. You know how many people I have muted in the industry and news how about, listeners? How about so many? Or, or don't spend 13 hours a day on social media and uh, don't have you, then you don't have to worry about that stuff all the time. Yeah, have the so football business be care. booming, not the crybaby business be booming. I have like five people blocked. It's not that many. So the, you, have to, you have to say or do something really insulting to get booted by me. Okay. It, it has blocked. to be a lot. Yeah, that's fair. I was about to say, I was like, dude, I'm, I muted like 10 people last week, but that's, I've muted. muted people. So anyone who does too much political stuff, come on. Either either oh, I side, don't I don't care. That. I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, you get really, you get worked up about any political stuff. I'm just like. I don't get worked up. I just don't want to hear it. I'm sick of it. Like, you hear it everywhere. It's, uh, you know, it's funny because I heard Conan O'Brien talking about it the other day where he's like, yeah, I made fun of Trump. And I said, don't worry, audience, this will be done soon. And more people laughed at that than they laughed at the Trump joke because it's just like required. You have to do a Trump joke. Uh, I, I don't care about Trump. I don't care about any of that stuff. So yeah. I'm just. I, I'm here for your football takes. Do your football you can, takes. Yeah, you, you, can, you can talk about his weight in Carl's Jr. videos, but don't talk about Trump or Bernie Sanders to Bogman. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't want to hear either side. That's the difference it, between mute, mute and blocked, I guess. But um, <laughs> but then after all the baby stuff, all the crybaby stuff, I'm going to hit you in the face. I'm going to kick the ball. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to show up. I'm going to unfollow you. Then he has a 
tearful, emotional, standing with the captains of the football teams meeting. Uh, it, again, it, I don't remember if it was Friday morning or it was late Thursday or whatever, apologizing to the team like an absolute. And I, I'm not saying like, I don't care if he cries and if he's emotional and stuff, but he is a mental case at this point because you do all of that stuff. Okay, maybe you're man enough. I mean, outside of, I want to say you're man enough, you're going to lose money. So maybe that's what got you emotional after you, you're going to lose a lot more money <laughs> that you can Instagram about that check you're going to lose being suspended. I have the worst taste in my mouth after this nonsense, especially that the Raiders are officially letting him play, which makes it worse to me. He's <laughs> active for Monday now after all of that nonsense, after rumors avoiding a contract, it, it I'm a parent. I would not allow my child to do any of those things and then let them go to Legoland after. If we were going to go to Legoland and then before <laughs> that, they go and they break my phone. He threatens to hit me. He is going to punch his sister. He's going to do all those things. And then he's going to blame everybody else. And then the next day he cries when I say, you're not going to Legoland. I'll be like, oh, it's okay. You learned your lesson. Let's go to Legoland. No, you don't go to Legoland. Antonio Brown doesn't get to go to Legoland. <laughs> So you would just keep him suspended for week one? Absolutely. Yes. What kind of, uh, what look, type of precedent did they just send? Hey, uh, you can act like a psychopath. You can act like you brush your teeth at the top, and we will just let it slide right under the rug as long as you say an apology in front of everybody. Great. You're a man. But you know what men also have to do? Deal with consequences. He's yes. getting no consequence here outside of, oh, he has to humble himself one time. Ooh, ooh, Antonio Brown, humble I, yourself. Look, Can you imagine? I'm, I'm a thousand percent with you. Uh, there's just no way. I was there's almost going to no lose way. $100 I, I, there, and it was going to be worth it. <laughs> uh, there's just no way you can play if you're doing all this nonsense. Uh, it's uh, asinine you, to me. Are you with me now with everything I was saying in the off season? Where like I, I I totally understand, and you're not wrong whatsoever about what you've talked about his talent. But I was never talking about his talent. Where I said, listen, this ain't worth it. This guy is a drama queen. It's too much. There's a point where his value makes sense, but there's so many other guys that are worth it. Great. He's going to go out and play in week one and stuff. Look at what we've dealt with over six weeks. Are you with me more now? I mean, I, I feel like you are because it's easier to say that after this most recent one. But are you more with me that the juice wasn't worth the squeeze? No, oh I'm not. God, He's Jesus. playing week one. Jesus. He's playing week one. Is he or is it or is he not playing week one? Yeah. yeah as of today, the, wasn't well, the yesterday. bottom line is. The, the bottom line is he's playing and he's good to go. So, uh, look, I understand the discount and the stuff that you wanted to get on him. But if he plays 16 games, he's absolutely worth the, the second round pick. OK. And I, look, I didn't take him all over the place. I wasn't like champion A.B. Tyreek Hill. You had him over Tyreek Hill for most of the offseason. He's better than Tyreek Hill. Um, he's not in a better system, but he is a better wideout. So uh, I just look that I don't care when it comes to fantasy. I don't care about a lot of that stuff. There are guys that I just can't root for that I don't want on my team. Uh, Antonio Brown isn't one of them, and he probably should be for me because I'm a Steelers fan. And he wrecked that whole relationship with Roethlisberger. He's still talking crap about Roethlisberger. But, uh, you know, when Roethlisberger retires, I I'll miss him as far as his talent goes. I will miss his attitude because 
he's part of the reason why AB and Bell are gone because he got treated differently. And uh, they wanted that same treatment and uh, figured that they deserved it, which they didn't. And, um, you know, he's part of the reason why both these guys are gone. AB is just one of the best wide receivers I've ever watched in my entire life. And I've watched a lot of football. So uh, the talent is there. I know that it's getting his head straight. I do like the fact that a lot of people are with me now. I mean, Ever since he took that that blow from Vontez Perfect, he hasn't been the same person. Well, that was a just personality wise. But a huge and thing. Vontez Perfect was the guy holding him back from attacking Mike Mayock. By the way, I mean, whatever. You can't write that up. That's ridiculous. You can't. You can't write that up. It's it's nonsense. One of the big things that came out of this, and what I hate more than anything right now, that this is now AB's going to be deal sweeped with pro up. flowers. No, is that real? That's not real, is it? No, it's it edible range. It should be. Is it that real? No, it's not. Okay, stop it. <laughs> I'm making it up. <laughs> stop it. Everything well, that just happened in the last minute. Everything that happened in the last minute is from someone who brushes their teeth at the top. Defending Antonio Brown and then fooling me twice like a dummy. But real quick, we got to go to break here in a second. The big thing that came out of this, and this is what pisses me off also that's going to get swept under the rug, is the mental side of this. Amy Trask um, used to be with the Raiders, and she had a tweet that I saw many people have some iteration of. She says, guys, yes, AB's behavior has been inappropriate and unacceptable. And yes, the team has legal rights. But let's put that aside for a moment. He may be in need of counseling or help. The team can both protect his rights and try to help him. I hope someone looks in on him. You just bring up the um, the hit. The, yeah. He has acted not just irrationally, but like a crazy person. And now we're going to put it all aside because he, he cried in front of his teammates for a couple minutes and now he's back. We got to go to break, though. Uh, more in this league coming up. Antonio Brown, week one stuff. We'll be back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league, I love you. Ready to party. Welcome back. It is in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Getting you set for all of the week one action in the NFL. Another way that you can do that is come and join us over on patreon.com slash ITL Army. You can find the links, of course, if you follow us on Twitter at Is It the Welsh and at Bogman Sports, but patreon.com slash ITL Army. That is our insider program. It's also the way that you can support in this league and you get a bunch of extra stuff pending, you know, what level you want to go to. But we've got group me rooms, start and sit rooms. You can talk football with everybody. We've got comedy secret shows. We've had our ranks up there, AMAs, and Bogman even dropped a Thursday night live stream with Bogman where you can ask fantasy questions, live react, all that stuff. Check it out over on patreon.com slash ITL army and come have so much fun. Now, you know, I mean, this is like talk radio stuff that we start getting into where I start bringing up the mental health thing, but it is super annoying to me that 
everything's being just swept under the rug because he apologized. Uh, he's not dealing with the consequences. He's acted like a man in one instance, but you should have the repercussions and you should deal from, with that. At the other end, this is going to get put aside. The, the drama will be out there. The drama will be out there for weeks and weeks, all season long. He does anything wrong. It'll keep going. It's just unfortunate it feels like there's something being swept under the rug. Maybe we're making too much out of it. A lot of other people see the mental health stuff. You've seen the hits that he took. And take this, for instance. I said this in the first segment. I got I got a little scared there for a minute because Josh Gordon posted a tweet. And you want to talk uh-huh. about mental health issues in the NFL. He's five years running now. And this is what he said. He says, before the 2019 season starts, I would like to address an issue that arose toward the end of last season. It's been well documented that I have battled substance abuse for quite some time. Unfortunately, I did not take the time to focus on a solution to my problem until this past year. I'm entirely grateful for the constant support from the NFL, NFLPA, and the Patriots organization. I also want to thank my family, friends, and all the fans who supported me while I addressed the issue. Going forward... I will not be discussing the details of my past. I plan to focus on the present and getting better every day. I hope people will judge me on what I do now and in the and uh, what I do now and in the future. I look forward to being a member of Patriot. Blah 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 blah. That is somebody. Whether I'm not going to be here to say it's lip service, it's genuine. Take it however you want to take it. But that is someone who has at least openly. I mean, because I remember hearing some stuff when he was coming back about his like the, his agent and they were doing some really weird stuff still and there's still there was still might be some weird stuff around him and there's something in that where I read like I don't want to talk about my past that I don't know it, a little bit that rubs me the wrong way but he's he's doing all the right things but he's addressing the issue the Patriots the NFL and the player have all addressed the issue nobody's he's addressing the issue Tony after Brown. five suspensions I mean you know uh, th- this is I get what you're saying and I and I like that. All the right things are, are being said here. But what happens to this nice, eloquent speech that uh, or I guess statement that Josh Gordon has made when he gets suspended for weed another time? Well, I mean, like, dude, I just told you, like, there are things in here that don't sit yeah, with I know. me. His agent who was with him, there was some weird stuff about this SI article that he did that they were acting weird. I'm not even making this about Josh Gordon. The only thing I'm talking about is there's been this open conversation about mental health really since like Brandon Marshall. And Josh Gordon is yeah. doing it. Brandon Marshall's doing it. Yet, this Antonio Brown situation, like maybe the guy's not going to listen to it. You can't help someone if they don't want help. But I don't think this has done any good service to Antonio Brown, this entire situation. He has acted like a maniac for a month. Every time everyone's like, oh, we're good. Gruden, we're good. We're, everyone just keeps giving him a pass. No. Let him sit in some consequences. If he doesn't like it and he wants to do, I'm going to retire thing, good. Maybe you can find some time to self-reflect. It feels like nobody is helping this guy. He's not helping himself. And everyone's like, let's just get this damn football player out here. Let's just get him out here catching balls. That's what we got to do, you know? I know that's what Gruden wants. Of course he does. Gruden just wants a dude on on the field. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that from, from Gruden's side. You know what I mean? Like... If uh, I think it would be a little bit more respectful if he said, you know, look, let's get this guy straightened out before we get him on the field. But that's not you know, I I hate to say it like this because it's it's crass and cold, but that's not really what Gruden's job is. Gruden's job is to win football games. He's trying to get the best player out there to win him a football game. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's what that's how it is in the NFL. So. 
Um, it's unfortunate, but I'm 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 with you. Like I, something is clearly wrong with Antonio Brown, and I, I think it's it, this. And I've said it for what like three months now, right? Welsh no, about the, the 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 CTE stuff. Ever since he took that hit from Vontez Perfect, that just cracked his head all the way back. I'll tell so. you what I. If we we turn it back to fantasy for a minute, I want him to have a couple good games, and I want to trade his ass. I want him off any of my rosters. That's not a bad idea either. Do you you actually, do you have shares of him anywhere? I I think I only have one. I know I for sure have one. It's in our three-sport dynasty, and that's one of the situations, you know, if I don't compete, um, I mean, he's top priority. I got to move off. The problem is, is he's decimating his keeper value. If he's quiet, he has a couple of decent games. He's going to return back to top value. I still don't. You're not going to get, you know, you're not. Uh, you're just not going to get a Tyreek Hill or an OBJ or probably a a Juju. I don't think just based on all of that stuff. But if I could, if I could unleash him for close to equal value, I am doing it because what does Antonio Brown turn into when this team starts to not win games and he has a game where he doesn't get the ball thrown his way? What do we know? We know he's a maniac and he's been like that. <laughs> for being a Raider for two months. I want no part right. of it. Beware. No one's going to want to give you the value. Everyone's going to want to swindle you. But if I can get close to value after a little bit of a positive establishment of, of uh, production, he's off my teams. And I'm I'm moving. How about on. a trade that just happened in our uh, guillotine league, the Welsh? I saw that. Uh, AB for Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. So what was interesting about that is the person who had um, AB, because the guillotine league, if people are familiar, like, Someone's the lowest points are eliminated week one. That guy's done from the league. And the person, I think it was like Jason, who had it, he sent out yeah, an Jason. email and he said, I, I'm i listening to all offers to try to recoup what this disaster situation is right now. And he he was saying, like, I will sell Antonio Brown low to somebody so I can not get eliminated week one. And I think the trade happened right before he was going to be activated for Monday. But... Well, he uh, traded Antonio Brown for Alshon Jeffrey straight up. Yeah, and that's um, that hurts a lot. Uh, it, it it definitely hurts when you look at it, especially when you look at the the draft value and stuff. But uh, if it's anything like you like what you kind of have predicted here, then it sounds like it should be worth it. But we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens with AB. I'm I'm hoping that, look, let's just get to playing football, sure. right? And then there's too much stuff to go on to be following him around every single week with a camera. There's just too much other stuff going on uh, to be for him to be the highlight of everything every day. So let's just get to Monday, get the game under our belts, and go from there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think he can get it right after that. So I'm okay with with sticking with AB for now. Uh, so. Get to Monday. I don't think he'll get right. He's literally shown us no ability to do that so far. But again, that's you know how you want to parse out your fantasy season. Um, we are going to be doing some DFS lineups. If you guys aren't familiar with what we do during in season, we are going to be looking at the lines for Week One. We're going to talk about. We did a very like fantasy storyline centric breakdown of the games over on the In This League Fantasy Football podcast. If you want to go and subscribe and listen to that. Here we'll talk about the games a little bit with their lines. We'll do a FanDuel and DraftKings lineup. We'll talk about that here. That'll probably be in the second hour. But football officially started on Thursday, or so I'm told, after that garbage, (laughs) garbage Thursday game. Wow. I mean, Bears, Packers, you looked at that and you were like, Let's go NFL season. 
little did we know that four weeks of the preseason wasn't enough for the Packers nor the Bears to figure out what in God's name they're doing. The Bears running game situation looks like a disaster. The Packers didn't run the ball, and apparently Anthony Miller and Geronimo Allison don't exist to either one of those teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is what you get when you don't put your players out in the preseason because Aaron Rodgers didn't play a preseason snap, and neither did Trubisky. So uh, these are the offenses that you get, timings off, rhythms off, all that stuff. When you're playing at top speed, which is what you're playing in week one. Uh, the only person that looked th- good was Allen Robinson. It is literally the only, I mean, I, I know there'll be a case for MVS because he had that big one. But like Allen yeah, Robinson. that wasn't, the, the MVS big catch was just, that was a 500 ball from Aaron Rodgers. Sure. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, he's glad. And Antonio and, and Jerome Allison didn't exist. He literally no. didn't exist. His stats were uh, he helped up Aaron Rodgers twice off the turf. Those were his only stats. I don't know if that gets you anything. So, uh, but but I, uh, I just, <laughs> uh, I just um, I I was surprised by that Geronimo Allison stuff, and I had said that I don't know how much you can garner from Week One, um, regardless of who is a bigger guy, because I thought that. Uh, MVS and Toronto Allison were going to eat into each other uh, this season. But with that being said, the Welsh, the snap counts kind of tell a different story here. And, you know, Toronto Allison just wasn't on the field for a very long time. And um, I think he was on for 30 snaps, 32 of 64. Who played in the slot? How much how much of a slot receiver was out there? Was it Jimmy Graham that was playing in a slot? That's what I know. No, it was um uh what's his name? It was uh Robert uh, Davis. Tanyan? Oh, Trevor Davis. No, he, yeah, Trevor Davis. I think so Jeron Wallison must have yelled at Mike Mayock or something. <laughs> Mike Mayock said, Hey guys, you're gonna have to suspend him. You can't play. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that. Who was that, that wide receiver? It. Do you remember Oh, God, who was this? Do you remember the wide receiver that got in trouble and was forced to play every single snap of, I think it was a preseason game. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It was like a year or two yes. ago. Who the hell was wasn't that? Wasn't that Tyreek Hill? No, that wasn't Tyreek Hill. It was like a preseason. They were for, it was like a hard knocks thing. They, I think they were forced into, oh, oh, um, it was uh, not Antonio Callaway. Who's the other one? The other Browns No, receiver. it was Antonio Callaway. That's who it was. You're right. It's it's Antonio. No, who's the receiver that it got was, traded to no. the Giants? It, it was Callaway. Uh, you, you're thinking of uh, I know who you're thinking of. The first round pick guy that sucked, but it was Callaway. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it, it was Callaway because remember he got pulled over and he had like a joint in his car or something, and they gave him a fine for weed, and he didn't tell anybody about yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole thing. It that was, was why Callaway. He had to play the whole, it was okay. Callaway. I mean, I yeah. got it. I got it. I just felt like it you was got the it. other you guy. Got it. Yeah, okay, so, so he was, was forced into that. Like, that's what they did with, I felt like they did with Allison. They're just like, you be out there, you get to do nothing, by the way, but you're going to, you know, you're going to suffer. Well, here, here's the nice thing, though, because I'm looking at snap counts. Uh, 64 snap counts, uh, 64 snaps for the Packers offense. Uh, Devontae Adams was on for 62 of them. He got rolled up on a run play and uh, missed two plays but came back out. Uh, hopefully that doesn't swell on him or anything in the week, but he's got an extended week to wait for it. Uh, then uh, MVS was second as far as offensive players goes with 42 snaps. That's 66%. Then Aaron Jones at 38. 
Uh, Jimmy Graham had 35. Mercedes Lewis had 34. Now, Allison had 32, so he's out there for 50% of the time to Davis's 19 snaps. So Allison was actually out there more often than Davis was, uh, which surprises me because I was looking for Allison, and I only saw him a couple times out on the field. Jamal Williams got in for 26. Robert Tanyan was in for 20 when they went in their two tight end sets, and Jake Kumar only got one snap uh, in, in the game the other night. Well, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm going to move off of uh, Geronimo Allison. Do you have anything else on the Packers or Allison? No, it's just, you know, look, it was a bad night for everyone for Green Bay. So I don't know that I'm running to dump Allison right now. You shouldn't. Uh, maybe you should. If someone awesome is on your wire, uh, just we play in a lot of 16s, the Welsh, and I'm not doing it in a 16. No, I'm not yet. doing that either. But the biggest storyline that came out wasn't even that. Like, it's super annoying because I'm a Geronimo Allison guy. I'm also an Anthony Miller guy, so, you know, egg on my face. Um, Trubisky's, you know, lack of, I don't know, consistency. There, there's so many things that came out of this game, but the number one focus and the number one piece of information that people are digesting over this weekend is David Montgomery. And David Montgomery had everybody freaking out to the point where I saw cut stuff. I saw people talking about trades, people losing their mind about a rookie running back not performing in week one. That should have always been an expectation that these things can happen with the rookies. I get the high valuation if you took him in the fourth or maybe he was your second running back, but he only rushed the ball six times for 18 yards, caught one ball. But at the same time, they didn't run the ball at all. Mike Davis had a couple carries uh, with a bunch of catches. Tariq Cohen had a bunch of catches. I mean, they just, they, I think, what was the total run count? It was like 19 total rushes in the entire game. Yeah, it wasn't a ton for, for the Bears. But um, like you said, this is kind of what's to be expected with a rookie running back, especially uh, playing on a Thursday night game. But dude, in an opener, the, so. the overre- I mean, I know it's overreaction season. And that's what you want a little insight into what we'll probably be doing on Monday come uh, the In This League Fantasy Football podcast. It'll probably be overreaction central where people are, I mean, people want to cut David Montgomery, people are already cutting Geronimo Allison, and that was one stupid game. 15 rush attempts, by the way, okay. for the Bears. 15. Well, how many did Tariq Cohen even have? Because he had eight none. catches. He, yeah, he, he had have, none. He, yeah, didn't he, have, had, he didn't have one rush. Okay, I wanted to make Cordero sure, just because how this is written on here. Oh, okay. Because yeah. how this is written on here, it shows Tariq Cohen 10, but that's 10 targets, eight rushes. 10 targets. Yeah, yeah, 49 yards. So he put up some PPR points. But the idea that the Bears were like, we'll throw 44 five times and we'll run 15 times, is uh, it's asinine. And they scored three points. I mean, it's crazy to me <laughs> of what they did. But the overreaction of guys like David Montgomery are so absolutely nonsensical to me that I, I've, I warned people on the last show, hey, man, if Devin Singletary doesn't go off in the first game, don't cut him. Don't start going and cutting Devin Singletary already. Same thing with David Montgomery. Sit on it for a week. It was, like you said, first game, Thursday night. It was a little bit of a rough one. Also, the offense decided we're not going to run at all, well, even though this and, is a one-possession yeah. game. Nagy's game plan was crazy. He wanted to get everyone involved. There are too many personnel changes overall, and he didn't stick with anyone, so no one got into a rhythm. How much you want to bet the stabilization of their uh, their lineup next week is like Montgomery, 18 carries, Tariq Cohen gets all the catches, and they don't try to do all this dinky-dunky crap. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think the the one guy that I actually would worry about coming out of this game right now is Anthony Miller because Tariq Cohen got a lot of his snaps. Yeah, that's a good point. Out of the slot. Yeah. So that's the Sucks. only guy that I'm I'm coming away actually worried about. I've got Antonio one. Brown and Anthony Miller on one of my stupid keeper league. That keeper Hopefully league roster. it's guillotine. Uh, it's not guillotine. I don't have any of those guys on guillotine. I All had right. Aaron Jones in guillotine. Oh, well, not good. Might have a front runner for might be going out week one. <laughs> I'm very excited. All right. When we come back, Boggs, what do we want to do? You want to do the DFS lineups or we want to get through the rest of these news and notes? Let's do the DFS. Let's lineups. do DFS. You can do some more news and notes of Casey Bubba. When we come back, we're going to do our fan duel and our DraftKings lineups. And then we will be going through all the lines of the week one matchup. So don't go anywhere. More in this league. Come on. the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world, says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Welcome back. It is in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Can be listened live on the FNTSY app or iHeartRadio and podcasted anytime you miss some of it. Hour one, two, or three, it's on all the major platforms as well are the rest of our podcast. We actually, we just moved over. We were on anybody, this is a little announcement, I should probably tell everybody, this is not the place to do it because this is literally the one show that's not a part of those, but we moved off of SoundCloud, so no more SoundCloud, but we're still in all we're of the no other places. We're no longer rappers. No, we're not, our mixtape. I don't know what I'll do. You know, for six years, I've been trying to go viral so I could drop my SoundCloud account, and then now I'll probably go viral, and I'll be like, hey, here's my Spreaker account. Like, I can't drop my SoundCloud anymore. So, <laughs> Spreaker account? What are you, a professional? What is this? What, um, do you wear a tie into work, you loser? But all of our shows are on all the places, so make sure you're subscribed to them. Uh, beautiful rate and reviews, all your lovely words, and, uh, you know, the drill. All right. Daily fantasy sports. We hit our DFS stuff. We did this last year. Now, we had last year literally one person commit to playing lineups. One. <laughs> one. Who was? I'm forgetting. No one. No one wants to play our lineups. Our lineups are awful. Okay, but, uh, but what did they? What? What? What did we get? You made thirteen dollars. And I lost nine dollars. Yeah. So we were up four bucks. Thanks to for me. the entire. Who's our listener that does this? Um. Oh, jeez. Come on, Bob. This is this your this is your job? Why? Why you see? You want to? Uh, let me ask you something, the Welsh. Who was the guy that uh, did this for us? I asked you. I mean, I don't don't divert yeah, the question. Yeah, I know. I know you asked me, so I could look like the dick and not you. <laughs> um, I feel like it was Donovan, but I could be it's wrong. It's not Donovan. Donovan does the the bets for yeah. all the other stuff. Then, huh? well, now he's not. I mean, we got the beautiful email, and now he's not going to do it because he listens to this show. He's going to be like, "You guys can't." I just can't remember his name right now. It'll all yeah, come I mean, racing back to me. He's um, one of my favorite people, and he even he had emailed in about what was the thing like. 
like we're going to get like a jersey or, or there was something like he's going to play the lineups every single week. I just don't remember what any of the stuff was. But here's the deal. If you guys want to play with us, you hit us up and we give you internet points when you play. If you tell us you played our lineup, we give you 100 internet points. And you can then redeem your internet points in <laughs> for internet love at a later time. I forgot about this bit. Yeah, so we, we it's internet points here. If you play, so each lineup you play, and however many you play, you get your internet points, and maybe we'll track them this year. But um, but last year we give out our lineups. You guys can play them. You tell us how they did, how if you made any money, and essentially we judge them off of each other. And uh, we're gonna both do a FanDuel, both do a DraftKings, and I like when it's tracked, especially that I was in the green and Bogman was in the red last year. It makes me very happy. I mean, uh, I don't remember that specifically. Well, you I'm just said you lost there. $9. I made $13. Yeah, but I was just making up numbers. No, you ever make are... up numbers, the Welsh? Nope. Nope. I'm a realist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. No, I've never made up numbers. I like, uh, like, like listener numbers? No, never made that up no, at all. Ever. Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I wish I could lie about listener numbers to sponsors. Like, oh, pfft. <laughs> Triple five digits, absolutely. <laughs> deep, deep five digits. Actually, bring on those dollars. That's how the dollars are brought. All right. So, uh, what do you want to start with? DraftKings or FanDuel? I guess DraftKings. Now, I, I'm just remembering how we did this last year, mm-hmm. and I didn't go through and look at all the deals this year. I just didn't have time to to put that work in. So, I guess oh, we wow. can go and look at some of the deals. Uh, down at the bottom this this time. You want to do that? Yeah, we can do that if my computer wants to uh, be good. All right. Um, how about we do this? Let's talk about our lineups, and then let's kind of do a scroll through because we can kind of get a baseline of what we did and what better deals might be out there. So let's go with our gotcha. lineups first, and then we'll look at some deals across the board. Would you like to go first with DraftKings? or uh, You can go first. All right. I am going... I thought I was going kind of cheap running back, but I really didn't. I did that more in FanDuel. This is kind of a median line where I feel like I have, I really feel like I have two elite running backs, two elite wide receivers, and the rest I went on the cheap. So starting at quarterback, this might be contrary to what we'd want to do, but I'm going with Nick Foles versus Kansas City at 5300 bucks. I feel like there's the potential for whether they're behind and they're trying to, you know, pop in some action, or there's a little bit of a back and forth, Nick Foles is a pretty good buy. And it allows me to go more expensive at running back and wide receiver. So my two running backs, I've got Nick Chubb, who's 6,400 on DraftKings, and James Conner. Nick Chubb is going up against Tennessee, and James Conner up against New England, he's 7,300. My wideouts, I went with DeAndre Hopkins. I went at the top against New Orleans, 8,200. Mike Evans against the Niners, 7,900. Then I needed to start going cheap the rest of the way through. Curtis Samuel is my third wideout, 4,200. I like that, especially if the Rams are going to be pressing. There might be a lot of dump-off stuff for Curtis Samuel. I went really cheap at tight end, and I believe I probably have him in both. I went Darren Waller, who's 3,000. Almost makes me second-guess now with Antonio Brown there. My defense, I went with the Lions against the Cardinals at 2,900. And then at flex, Mr. James White, 4,800. For New England up against Pittsburgh. So I am quite fond of this team. So let's hear it one more time, the complete yeah. run through. Foles at quarterback, Chubb and Connor at running back, James White at flex. I've got Hopkins, Evans, Curtis Samuel at wideout, Darren Waller at tight end, 
and Detroit Lions defense against Arizona. All right, I like it. I so, like this a lot. And by the way, the the lineup that we play is the Sunday to Monday lineup. So every game except for the Thursday night game is included yeah. in our lineup. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just because there's like 150 different games you can play, I just want to make that distinction. Uh, for me at quarterback, I went with Jameis Winston against your Niners. All right, I like because it. Uh, yeah, I know you like you like Winston anyway, but it's not. It, it's really because I I expect that game to be a complete shootout. Yeah, you're Both not the defenses me. aren't great, so uh, he's sixty six hundred. My running backs here, I went with Carry On at Arizona because I think interesting. You know that that is going to be what the plan is for Detroit this season is to run the ball, and especially against a team like Arizona. How much you Carry On? Carry on is fifty eight hundred. Yeah, make sure to give all the prices because okay, I yes. mean that's that's uh, a deal comparative. That's quite cheaper than my Nick Chubb and James Conner. Yeah, carry on is fifty eight hundred, and uh, I I like that matchup against the Cardinals because what you should want to do week one is keep the ball away from the young quarterback. You give them less snaps, you make them a little more panicky. They got to play catch up, and he makes mistakes. So that's the plan for Detroit. Uh, my number two running back here is Chris Carson at 5,700. It's because Cincinnati plays Seattle. We all expect this game to be, well, I guess I shouldn't give that away, uh, but I know that I do, and I know that a lot of people expect this game to be a complete Seattle blowout in Seattle against the Bengals with their new head coach and their best player, A.J. Green, is not playing. So, They've got injuries on the offensive line. So it looks like this is going to be a running downhill in the third and fourth quarter. So Chris Carson uh, at 5,700, I think, is a good buy. I, and I think Penny could be a good buy this week, too. Uh, my wide receivers, obviously, uh, I didn't go super expensive here. I do have one matching the Welsh. I've got Mike Evans at 7,900 right. uh, to go. So I'm doubling up Jameis Winston. And uh, I think that's a smart play. You know, uh, I'm not going to stack the entire Bucks offense, but I'll stack those two guys together. Uh, my other two wideouts are uh, Julian Edelman at 6,900 because it doesn't matter who plays the slot for New England against Pittsburgh. That guy is getting 13 catches. So uh, <laughs> Julian Edelman will get about 12 to 13 catches against the Steelers and Mike Hilton. So they got to find a way to stop the slot wide receiver, and they never do. Uh, and my last wide receiver, this is where I cheaped out wholly and completely the Welsh. I went with Chris Conley at 3100 bucks, and it's because I, I don't know how much I expect the Chiefs to play um, – to play in this game, I think that they're, the offense is going to pour it on. The Jaguars are going to have to play catch-up. They're, they're going to have to play catch-up against the Chiefs for the entire game. We know the secondary is bad in Kansas City, so I'm going to hope that Chris Conley gets five to six catches uh, in that garbage and time. He's probably and all those garbage better, yards count. And he's probably one of the better, cheaper wide receiver options. Like I'm looking at the guys that are like under 3500 and it's like maybe J.J. Arthega, you've got Andy Isabella, but Con I mean Michael Beasley, thirty six hundred. He's just Beasley and Amendola are just a notch above, as well as uh, Hunter Renfro. So thirty five. Michael Beasley, Cole Beasley, not Michael Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Cole Beasley, don't Danny get Amendola. Michael Beasley near Josh Gordon. Please don't. Oh my God. Everybody else is a major question outside of your guy Trey Quinn, who's thirty four hundred. So I like that one. What's the rest of the lineup look like? Uh, I've got what else, right, Welsh? I've what got uh, Mark Andrews at tight end uh, for 3000 
Uh, I think that's a pretty good buy that's as really well. The number one. one target for uh, Baltimore, it looks like right now. How much was he? Uh, 3000 3000 yeah. Uh, so. I, might, I might have to change out my wallet. <laughs> I might have to do you some know what? switching I'm, up, huh? I don't know if I want to do it. I'll keep Waller in there. I'll keep See Waller how in there. Yeah. Uh, my defense, I went with the Bills because they're 3000 as well against the Jets. That's one of the lower scoring overs of the game. They are on the road. Uh, I would have preferred maybe a little bit better of a defense, but I think that that game could be low scoring. I mean, look, we just saw what two of the better offenses in the NFL did on Thursday night, right? And <laughs> 10 to three. So what are the Jets and the Bills going to do? In that game, so let's hope uh, that it's not that great. And my highest, uh, my highest paid player here is my flex guy. Did you have Michael Thomas? No, I have Michael Thomas at eight thousand. Okay, so what's what's against. the guy? Do run through the guys again real quick. It's Jameis Winston at quarterback, Carryon Carson at running back, Edelman Evans Conley at wideout, Mark Andrews at tight end, Michael Thomas at flex. Bill's defense. I like that a lot. It's a really good lineup here. So I think Nick Foles might be of the best cheap options out there. It would probably be Foles because he's only 5,300. I mean, when you get start getting into the starters, probably the cheapest is 4,900 with Case Keenum, but that's against Baltimore. Brissett might be interesting if he's running around. Uh, wide receiver, I think you hit it. Of Maybe the best cheap value is a guy like Mike Conley. I mean, running back's a whole nother ball game as I'm kind of looking down this list here and I'm kind of slowly scrolling up to see what, like, okay, so in the 35 to 3600, here's a couple names. Chris Thompson, Devin Singletary, Justice Hill. If you really want to, you know, play some high, high price guys and you want to just take that absolute stab, a couple of those guys are a little bit lower. Naheem Hines. Like Matt Brieta at 4,000. Oh, man, I love that. How did I not get him started? (laughs) Matt Breed at 4,000. Mm. We've got Justin Jackson at 4,000 down here. Carlos mm. Hyde's at 4,100. You know what I like? Uh, I like the idea of you could almost go like Brieda and Justin Jackson or uh, Brieda and ja- Jackson as your running backs and then just spend out your spend holy ball. Wide outs. Yeah. Totally. Spend that, out. That's not a, a bad idea at all. Uh, Royce Freeman over here at 4,200. Yeah. Darius Geis at 4,400. These are some good deals. Uh, McCoy's at 4,600. Drake's at 4,700 against uh, the, you know, Drake at 4,700 is not a bad buy. It is against Baltimore, but Baltimore's defense got a lot worse in the offseason. And they said that they're going to give McCoy a bunch of touches or excuse me, Drake, a bunch of touches. So I like that one. You said you have James White in your lineup, right? Yeah, I got him at flex 4,800. 4,800. My running backs are White, Connor and Chubb. And then, uh, uh, Penny at forty nine hundred, Coleman at five thousand, uh, Duke Johnson at fifty one hundred isn't bad. Um, I like that Josh one. Josh Jacobson his first start at fifty two hundred. The Welsh. Yeah, but see, That's like, I, I mean, the, the thing you have to battle is a guy like Breda and um, Justin Jackson. The the own percentages because they're so cheap. I mean, you can you, right. you just deal with it how you deal with it. Like you get a. I worry a little bit about that. So there is almost like a pivot strategy. Like like the Kenyon Drake one is interesting because that's a pivot that, you know, the defense isn't great, but like where are they truly going to be able to go? I don't mind that as a pivot play. Um, I don't think I love the Josh Jacobs one because, I mean, for, you know, 100 less, you can put Mark Ingram out against Miami. And I know people are like, ooh, and, and Duke Johnson at 5,100 as well. I know people will be like, oh, well, you know, the, the rotation, the rotation. Okay, well, I'd almost rather... 
get one of those guys before I rock out a rookie like Josh Jacobs after seeing what David Montgomery has done. Yeah, in the stomping that we expect of uh, Baltimore over Miami, even though I don't think Baltimore is as good as they have been in the past, Miami's the worst team in the NFL. So, uh, you know, Mark Ingram should get a fair share of touches. And, you know, he could get 20 touches in the first half, and then they could give the rest to Hill and Edwards and everybody else in the third and fourth quarter if it's a stomping like we expect it to be. You're saying he can get um, it? He could get it. I'm saying he could get it. Uh, what about cheap wideouts, the Welsh? Have you been uh, scrolling well, Conley, over there? I was saying like Conley was kind of like the the the, you, guy. the real big one. Um, Beasley, Amendola, Renfro, those are the under 4,000 guys. If you're in the 4,500 or 4,000 marker, Goodwin is an interesting play as far as his connection with um, – with Garoppolo early on, it's I think it's a riskier play, but I don't hate it. I love the John Brown forty three hundred, and um, I mean I I did love Tyrell Williams. What about your guy Dante Moncrief forty four hundred? That's not a bad one, especially if the Steelers are playing catch up. You know, uh, the only risk there is is it Moncrief or is it Washington? I feel like it's Moncrief because you know, look, I, I don't think. Did Tom Brady play in the preseason? I don't think he did. And Roethlisberger got like one. Yeah, you know what Brady did? He did play, I think, one series in that third game. Uh, and Roethlisberger got like two series. So those, I, I am not, I'm not fearful that every game is going to end up like this Thursday night game. But we could see more of them. I think there's going to be some unders to take this week for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I've got my bet. I think it might be the best value. And I had him in my original lineup, but I had to kind of like, I had to make some readjustments and I just really like this lineup. I think one of the better plays and I'll bet you his, I will bet you his percentage is quite high. DD Westbrook, who's under 5,000. He's at 4,800 up against Kansas City. I mean, and D.D. Westbrook is the anointed wide receiver for everybody with Nick Foles. If there's going to be some high-scoring offense, you know, especially with as long as Jacksonville is in some form competent offensively, D.D. Westbrook should see a lot of targets. I feel like, you know, the under 5,000 crowd, he might be my favorite under 5,000 guy. Even though I like Curtis Samuel, I like John Brown. I think that might be the best under 5,000 play. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a bad one. I will say that our boy Debro uh, pointed out on the black book that he's got the matchup with Fuller, the corner, uh, the uh, slot corner for Kansas City, and he's like the one good defensive back that they have on that team. Yeah, something so, to definitely watch for. We've only got about about uh, well twenty seconds, so real quick on cheap tight end matchups. I think Kyle Rudolph thirty three hundred against Atlanta is a pretty good one. You had Mark Andrews. Andrews is the best one, probably the best 3, one. 000. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with you. That's why I wanted to change it. All right, uh, next hour is coming up. Hour one is in the books. We will do our FanDuel lineups. Then we're going to go take a look at all the games. We'll look at some of the lines. We'll do our horrible picks. And by God, when we <laughs> review them next week, it's going to be a whole thing. So don't we go anywhere. The worst for everything. I know it is, especially the Packers and the Browns, or the Bears, and probably the Browns. All right, we'll be back.